Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just sit back and relax and sit tight real quick. Uh, we're all excited to be here. Charlie has a few choice words for Batman Returns, but hey, it's going to be okay. Uh, this is actually going to be a fun review. Tamika's here with me. Charlie's here with me. The gang's all here. Let's go on ahead and get this thing started. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And like I said before, I have Charlie with me, and I also have Tamika with me. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. Tuesday. Hey, Taco Tuesday, right? Yeah, what better way to tacos. <laughs> hey, what better way to talk about Batman Returns than Taco Tuesday, right? Yep. So this is actually hands down one of my favorite Batman movies, aside from Batman 1989, of course. This movie, I saw in, I saw every single Batman movie in theaters, so I'm actually happy that I actually did that when I was a kid. But oh, wow. the budget for this movie was ranges between $65 million and $80 million. The box office was $266.89 million, which is actually a lot less than uh, the very first Batman movie, believe it or not. Hmm. Remember, it made $400-something million dollars at the box office from 1989. So that's also another possibility as to why they went on ahead and chose Joe Schumacher to do the other Batman movies. Hmm. But there's here's the thing with Batman Returns, though, for me. This also resembles the time in the theater again with my mom and telling me that this is a different Batman movie again. Just <laughs> like almost every single time I have this talk with her. But, you know, this movie is very entertaining. Also, too... My favorite part of this whole entire thing is when you see the chaos that's going on around in Gotham, we wind up seeing the clowns. We wind up seeing everything. Then here's Bruce in his mansion, and then all of a sudden the bat signal goes up. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like a wake-up call for Bruce. Ooh, I'm Batman. I gotta go out and fight crime. And then also, too, you also have a little bit of the origin story of uh, Penguin when he's a baby and everything gets dumped into the sewer. And about the abandonment and everything else of what they did with this kid who's def has deformity. And then, of course, you know, and he winds up going into the source and that's where he lives. So what did you guys think of this dark gothic setting that they had for this version? Because this seems more like a Tim Burton film featuring mm -hmm. Batman, mm -hmm. but it still has Batman in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. Just get it off your chest. No, go ahead, Tamika. No, you just go ahead. You just get it um, out. Okay. Just yeah, it movie's go. called Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman's barely in this movie. <laughs> like, literally, he's not. Like, you get more Selena Kyle. You get more Shrek. Um, I think that's how you pronounce the name. The character, the uh, Christopher Walken character. Oh, was, okay. Like, that's, that was the name. They kept calling him Shrek. <laughs> you get, and you get more Penguin. And Batman mm -hmm. and Bruce Wayne's barely in the movie. Michael Keenan just looked like he didn't, he looked unamused. He looked like he was just running from the motions, like he was done with it. Like he's barely in it. He does, he like Bruce Wayne, he's like, oh, I'm here. Okay, I want to, I want to hook. Oh, yeah, you're hot. I want to hook up with you. What? And then uh, that's like, Bruce. This is, well, I know, but still, he, he didn't, he looked uninterested. He looked uninterested. He didn't look motivated. He looked like he was running for the motions. It was like, honestly, I was bored. 
I was bored watching this one. This was like, it was just like, all right, can we wrap this up already? Like, I didn't like the costume for Catwoman. I, I mean, I think if they could have taken, what? I didn't, I didn't like the costume. You? I just didn't. It was just wow. there's too many zipper marks on it because of that, like or whatever, where she stitched it. That again, I've said this before when we talked about the Dark Knight Rises. I like, I thought Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was better. The scene that's too, I like, yeah, it's not really a hot take. I just, I like the character better. No. The, the, the that's piece, more of the realism of Catwoman versus the supernatural aspect of Catwoman is what you like. You like the realism as if the possibility yeah, like of that. someone. And just, and it's just, there was no chemistry between the two of them. There was just no, no, really no chemistry between Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. And honestly, like, I thought the, the, the Christian Bale had more chemistry in The Dark Knight Rises and it was more. The re- it was more realistic. It's not, I and mean, then it wasn't as dark. I mean, the only thing I liked were the penguins, yeah, because those are my favorite animals in the sewer. But that's that's but I mean, everything else was just boring. I was like, oh, can we just wrap this up already? I I didn't care about the whole penguin running for mayor situation. I just didn't. I mean, like, I mean, just reading the cast list of like how like so many other choices. Like, are you going to Wikipedia and see how many people were up for Catwoman? And up for uh, the like, like, um, and up for um, penguin. Penguin, it's huge, huge list. Like, there's so many other people that were up, and I think a lot of them like they just don't want to be it. And honestly, like, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm glad there wasn't another Tim Burton one because I'm tired of the Tim Burton ones. They weren't entertaining. Yeah, it was dark and sure, <laughs> the dark, like being a lot darker, and it was led to less cringe. And less campiness, but it was still like, okay, like let's let, 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 let's let's get on with it. But yeah, to have a movie called Batman Returns and Batman's barely in it, that's not good. He's like a side character, and yet and yet when you have the other characters, there's there are more side characters too, but they're in the movie the whole time. Like most of the time, like it like like Batman's probably in it at most like thirty minutes at most. Wow, Charlie. Yeah, it was bland. It was bland. You ripped our childhood apart. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, look, uh, looking back, um, I'm not sure what the drama was, but I, I, I guess I will agree. Michael Keaton did like he had enough. I'm not sure if it was just getting in and out of that bat suit with all the heavy rubber. Um, I, I like to know what why he didn't come back for the third film. If well, anybody can look that up. Well, I I already know this though too. Okay. Uh, and everything is also the direction that they wanted to go in with mm-hmm. the with the different lighter stuff and things like that too like i mentioned last night because of the violence that was in this movie compared to the first film and how dark it was and gritty it was for its time they decided to go a whole entire different route and then as soon as michael keaton found out that tim burton was not going to be a part of it because him and burton are really close friends at that time they basically had the same relationship that johnny depp and him had at oh. the time because remember they did beetlejuice together oh. so it was so when he found that Tim wasn't going to be around and they were going to change the tone of the film to benefit the toy sales, McDonald's and all that other stuff, he bailed on out of there. And so therefore they had to replace him with another actor. They had to change things up, make it lighter, have the rave thing, ha- uh, 
glow stick war and everything and have Coolio in it. Mm. But, you know, but I would have loved to see another Tim Burton adaptation. Me too, Charlie. What? I'm not. I was scratching my nose. I, I didn't realize that. Um, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I like I like this Catwoman. Uh, like I said, Eartha Kid is number one for me. It's Catwoman and Michelle Pfeiffer. Now, I, now her origin story was crazy. Like she pushed out the window and I talked to John about this. I was like, is there a possibility that somebody can be pushed out the window like that and survive? <laughs> and he said no, or they'll be paralyzed. And I was like, but what? Yeah, even if you survived it, you'll be paralyzed. But like, what if they survive? And like, I I don't know why suspension of belief. I was like, oh, okay, somebody can survive and really go batshit crazy, no pun intended. And they can say, oh my God, I like cats and I'm just going to be crazy and blow up stuff and pretend I'm a cat. Like, it could happen, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Unless they have brain well, damage to the point, even at that point, it's, they're still in a wheelchair. Damage. She had like a concussion. Right, but she yeah. got up and act like nothing happened or anything. But yeah, she, she was she was all she was out of there. You but, see chest to liquor. That part I didn't get. I agree. I didn't get that part. That was kind I don't of either. and they were like chewing on her. And I was like, yeah. terrible. I don't understand. And then you know, she's like, oh, I'm up. I was like, okay, that's weird. That's something I never understood either, to me, good to be honest with you. Because I'm like, are these uh, myth- mythological creatures? What are they? Are they from? I understand if you want to do like the Egyptian type of deal and try and bring her back in that kind of sense. But in order for her to do that, you have to have some type of way of where she stole maybe an artifact or something to make her have that. You have her as a secretary working for this corrupt guy, Christopher Walken character. Shrek. And that's all she is. She's not a cat burglar or anything like that. So Tim Burton made an adaptation without the actual origin story of Catwoman. He gave us something on a Tim Burton stylistic kind of film versus the original context of what Catwoman is. But, you know, at that time, I was okay with the way that they did it because I was a kid. So... Seeing that never made me question it until now that I'm an adult, which, you know, we're all questioning it now. And I'm like, what kind of cats were these? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were these, uh, what kind of cats were, were they able to go ahead and resurrect her mm-hmm. yeah. from the dead? Yeah. You know? is, is there Selena Cow in the comics? Yeah. One of her aliens? Yeah. That's actually her name. In the oh, Selena yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, that that whole part part I didn't get. It seems like he read a little bit, or maybe he read about some origin story and said, "This is so man." Yeah, he was like, "This is so confusing." I'm just gonna um make her a secretary or something, and I'm gonna add these cats, and people can put their interpretation into it. So I'm just gonna half ass this so I can get on with introducing Catwoman. That's pretty much how me. And she doesn't know. Nothing I want to. <laughs> I want to see more of her, though, to be honest with you, especially how they tease it at the end. I think her and Bruce had chemistry, though. Better than Vicky. Yes, much better than Vicky. And she was strong. She didn't scream like Vicky. So you can at least give her that. I mean, she was crazy sure, in that. the head, but she Another was thing... independent. 
<laughs> it's another thing, though, too, I want to bring up about Selena, though, is mm-hmm. this. And this is something that I really liked about her character was she was someone, a very reserved character, someone that never really stood up for herself. Yeah, she talked behind their backs and muttering behind her back. But when as soon as she gets pushed out the window, it's like that personality took over her. Where she mm-hmm. wasn't going to take no crap from anybody anymore. That gave her the strength to actually stand up for herself and become a, um, a tough character. And I have to say, I like the way that they played off that narrative of that character. And everything too. I thought that was fine. I liked Dane DeVito as Penguin, as, of course. But uh, to me, I thought Michelle Pfeiffer did a fantastic job for the time that Tim Burton did the casting for Catwoman. I yes, mean, we have. Who was also in the running for this role? Well, yes, Charlie, tell us who was in the running. Okay. Um, so the other people there involved were other actresses, cons- include Susan Sarandon, Meryl no. Streep. No. Um, Brooke Shields, but Burton no. called her not bankable. Demi Moore. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Maybe. Nicole Kidman, who ended up playing Chase no. in Forever. <laughs> um, this girl named Sean Young, who, who had originally been cast as Vicky Vale in the first movie before having to drop out after a horse riding injury. Mm. Um, Jodie Foster, Gina no. Davis, Sigourney no. Weaver, um, Lena Oren, uh, Madonna. <laughs> uh, I knew Madonna was called. No, Reza already saw what happened with her and Dick Tracy, which is uh, actually... Yeah, she can't um, act. She yeah. would have made it really horrible. There. No. Ellen Barkin. No. Who was that? Who? She was in the... Uh, <laughs> she was in that, uh, that uh, Animal Kingdom show. Um, she was the one that played Smurf. Or I mean, she's... When, when you're giving her a character that's pretty pissed off, you don't want to mess with her. I mean, honestly, I mean, that was one of the other choices. Um... Jennifer Jason Lee, um, Lorraine Bracco, Bridget no. Fonda, and no. Jennifer Beals. No. Mm-mm. Maybe um, Bridget. No. Well, you said Bridget Fonda, right? Yeah. Would you say Jennifer Jason Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer Maybe Jason Lee. Because she can play crazy, but yeah. I'm trying to envision these women in this, this suit. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Demi Moore. Demi Moore like, could be. I, I would give it. Demi Moore could have done a, a good job. I would have. If Michelle Pfeiffer didn't get the role, I would take Demi Moore. Yeah. And she would be a oh, good Catwoman. And then I have the other casting that was like uh, in the running for apparently for uh, the Penguin before okay. Danny DeVito. All right. You get. Uh, well, Dustin Hoffman was originally offered it. Um, but he declined. Maybe. We had uh, Marlon Brando. He wouldn't have done that. Uh, would, he? would he? No, because here's the thing. At that time, big stars didn't even want to take a chance on comic book-based films. I was even surprised to see Christopher Walken take a swing at doing uh, doing a comic book-based movie. He's well, kind of an oddball anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so other ones were uh, I said Brando, John Candy, uh, Bob Hoskins. Uh-uh. Well, Ralph, yeah. Hoskins I can see possibly. Maybe. Yeah, Ralph Wadey, I don't know who that is. Uh-huh. Dean Martin, Dudley Moore, Alan Rickman was. Um, then then John Goodman, 
Phil Collins of Lola Palooza. Maybe. <laughs> what? That was from South Park. They made fun of Lola Palooza. Uh, oh. And, and then everybody kept pronouncing the name wrong. And it's called Lola Palooza. Okay, like, okay, okay, I got you. Um, yeah. Um, Christopher Lee, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta. That could probably do it. But it would be more like a... That would yeah, be our though. We had to tell him not to cuss. Uh, Alex Roca and Christopher Lloyd before De- DeVito got it. And then the Christopher Walken character, essentially that was supposed to be... Maybe Christopher Lloyd. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, Uncle Fester. Yeah, I mean, but with Penguin, I've always pictured Penguin to be someone on the size level of... Dane DeVito's level, in a sense. That's why Joe Pesci's, uh, to me, stands out a little bit more on the list. Mm-mm. Versus Marlon Brando and everybody I else. Don't get me wrong, I love Marlon Brando. I don't see but, him having the patience with all the prosthetics and all that. I don't see Joe Pesci having that much patience. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I didn't see. I don't. I didn't see Colin Farrell having all that patience to do it for that. He's the Penguin now in this new Batman, but he's not going to be in it very long. Are you? Well, that's because no. now here's why though. He's doing his own Penguin HBO Max series. We, yeah, but it, I I want to see him in it longer though. I mean, it's a three-hour movie, but I, I think I read it. It's, it's not very long from what I read. That's sad. You can always come he back knows. after HBO Max. He, he needs to be in the movie and suffer like Danny DeVito suffered eating <laughs> raw fish. I'm sure it wasn't. He, I'm sure he didn't really eat that. Um, and having the prosthetic <laughs> fins and then the chocolate syrup go out of his mouth. He needs to suffer just as much as Danny DeVito suffered. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Go ahead, John. To be honest with you, I didn't understand the whole entire green blood that they chose for him to do at the very end where he comes out of the water and he has like green blood on him. I know to me, he was just, he was a human being. He wasn't like this mystical creature where. Kind of was a creature. Yeah, his origin, his birth. I'm trying to figure out who. Was it the mom or the dad side that had this genetic defect that he came out like a penguin? Like, did she she didn't sleep with a penguin? Like, I mean, why did she? Why did he have the flippers? And I mean, I know this is before like this came out like like this is like nineteen years before somebody got a girl got it on with a fish in the shape of water. Like, I mean, <laughs> see, yeah. It's or in, in Kevin Smith's terms, it's called interspecies erotica. Yeah, that's what that was, and I was like, um, oh, I, okay. I I was just trying to figure out who was it—the dad side or the mom side? Where did this genetic defect come from? I didn't really dive that much into it at all. I I'm just... diving into it now, not as a kid. I'm just trying to figure out who did this. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't care about the character to get into that that much. I still care because I had the it's nostalgic for me. I had the penguin toy from McDonald's. I did too. <laughs> but, you know what though? It makes also too, they also had the original actor that played the penguin's father in the Gotham's uh in the Gotham TV series though, too. They had Pee Wee Herman come back as the penguin's father. 
Uh, he, did, but he did play a different character, though. That's what they said. He played, right. came back, but he's a different. It was a different role, different that. He just come in like a father figure, but he really wasn't really the father because they mm -hmm. kind of wrote it differently in the show. Yeah, I watched him sort of Gotham. I was in a eh. yeah. The guy who played Penguin, though, he was a little bit taller. Yeah, he was taller. Yeah. yeah, it's a different version of what we know, what we depict of who the Penguin actually is. Yeah, but uh, well, sorry. Going back to um, Michelle Pfeiffer's outfit, I like the outfit. Um, it's it's sleek to me in its design, but also chaotic because I like to think that Catwoman is a little bit chaotic. I mean, there's different versions of her. Like she's a cat burglar, of course, but I don't know for some reason the outfit choice fit the character for me personally like she's she's a little bit crazy she's out there and she's like stitching herself up like she's a frankenstein monster but she's like also, pieces of her is gone yeah yeah if you dive deep into it she was erasing selena she was that's exactly what it was when she was coming uh home and everything and was graffitiing everything and also too uh, just going on ahead and just destroying everything that Selena had and basically saying, now I live here. Yeah. Home. Yeah. And even That's when very she symbolic. Was at, um, it was, it's like a body snatchers type of event. Like even when she came back to work and, uh, what's, what's his first name? Shrek's first name. Uh, let me find Max. 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 Yeah. Max. Yeah. She was like, you know, Max, Maximilian. That's my name. Don't, don't wear it out because he was like, Selena, Selena, oh my God, you're still alive. You know, she was like sassy with him. Uh, apparently, this turned on Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He likes sassy, assertive women. <laughs> mm -hmm. He likes women that can actually hold their own and oh, independent yeah. and strong. Okay. As you can tell, well, not so much with Vicky, but you know. That's no. a snack. But. <laughs> <laughs> She liked Halle Berry's Catwoman. I I, I gotta have that as yeah. my the, my bottom. I I don't I, the movie was terrible. Like, but I mean, it's it not, I, mean, I, I I think Michelle Pfeiffer did a better job than, of course, Halle Berry because anybody can do a better job. Oh, okay. than that. all right. However, I can yeah, I can understand I mean, why I, some people I, might I, like. Holly Berry, yeah. but you know, I respect her opinion. Yeah, though, on yes, it. Fine. I, mean, I guess Charlie to me, maybe like um, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is that more for you personally? Is does that match more of the origin of Catwoman as a cat burglar? I mean, I think I think it's just the, the her the style. I mean, she like she didn't act like she wasn't acting like a cat, she was kind of like a cat burglar. She wasn't like she wasn't like chugging milk. Or like, like, or like, or whatever, whatever. Like the last, like the last two iterations of Catwoman. Like again, the cats, literally, the cats out of the bag on Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Again, I'm yeah. not sold on it, no. and I think, I think right now, I'm like Halle Berry has it ahead of her for me. I don't know. I just, I, I don't like her as an actress, and I've seen some stuff she's in. She's not very good, and it just. It doesn't look entertaining with her as Catwoman when there no. yet when there's other ones out there. So again, I'll have to see it, but I think right now I would have to give Howie Berry the nod over her. Dang, just that. 
But I mean, I think for me that the in halfway one, she wasn't acting like a cat. I think she was actually. I think it's it, it is it, it it she was perfect for the role, and it just fit because she's she was she's she's she she was a thief. She was literally stealing stuff, but also too she can fight and she she she's she was looking out for herself and she's looking out for everybody else. And in this one, she she isn't necessarily batshit crazy. Um, so I think, and I, I think it just fit. And then she's like, she's kind of a team player, but it, it just, just her interaction with Bat, Batman in in the Dark Knight Rises for me, it just it just worked well. How she would immediately sell somebody out for her own gain, in a sense. And I think it just worked. This one, it just. I don't know. I don't know the full story of Catwoman. I don't know the origin story. I think for me, it's not an origin story. It's just, it just did it work in the movie. This mm-hmm. one, I don't know. It didn't necessarily work. Again, the whole, oh yeah, Cat's just going to lick her. Okay, she's back. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like that one, that, but I, I don't really necessarily care about an origin story for the for Catwoman. I just want to, that, and I, I think, and I didn't like the outfit for the movie either. It's just like, it just, it was too in your face. Hmm. And it didn't need to be that. Um, like, I don't know. I think I think for me, it's just like, because again, I watched the Dark Knight movies before these. And I and I, 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 I mean, I'm like John, I actually enjoyed the Dark Knight Rises. I actually had a good time. I saw it multiple times. I saw it quite a bit often in theaters. And I, a lot of times after work, I would stay after, because I remember working during this movie. Yeah. I would stay after and I'd watch it. And because it's entertaining. It's just, and, and it's real. It it just feels real. It doesn't feel fake. Doesn't feel campy. It's the realism. The the new this new one, Robert Pattinson. Sure, it looks real, but it just looks bleh. like a three hour sad story. That's literally what Robert Pattinson came out and said today. The new Batman movie is going to be a sad movie. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not sitting three hours in a theater to cry. <laughs> well, I don't think it's so much of the crying aspect of it. It's about finding who he is. And trying to set the boundaries of who we know as Batman later on, but that's just me speculating and everything too. What um, a second, like a second universe Batman? Because remember, we're getting multiple universes with different Batmans, not one cohesive one. We gotta have, we gotta have. So it shows you how much Warner Brothers has has faith in their product when they, ha- they need to create multiple universes. Let's just stick with one. Let's yeah. just stick with one and go from there. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna have like fifty Batman in the Flash. And then you're gonna get Ben Affleck back potentially because Ursula Miller is saying we're gonna get him back. Let's like, let's uh, let's do it. What you do with James Bond? You cast it every four movies, cast a new one. That's fine. It works. And but. you see, I'm the opposite though too because think of it like this. You know how we were talking about like generations of people that have different Batmans. Think of it like this. You have gener- each generation has their own Batman. I like the fact that each generation has their own Batman. To where they can decide on which Batman that they like. And having Robert Pattinson, this could be actually somebody else's Batman for them. So that's the thing that I I like. I mean, yeah, it's fine. But when you think this generation, you're going to get like multiple Batman, like like multiple new ones, like two different multiple universes, no, no continuality, no, no cohesion. And that's 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 the confusing part. Like, like, let's stick with one. And then so each generation's got one now, like, and then, I, I don't know. It's just, and I'm sorry, I just don't want to see, uh, like, see Sparkle, Sparkle Vampire. Well, <laughs> I, I, like, I used to feel that way up until I saw a couple of his other movies. But anyways, moving on, let's talk about 
Because there's a lot of stuff that I do want to talk about with Batman Returns. Oh, okay. And, All right. and that's the fact, too. This actually has a lot of... This has a big body count. This has 126 people that died in Batman. This is not... And six people died... Uh, Batman killed six people in this movie. And supposedly the rule is Batman doesn't kill. Okay, there's a part where there's, uh, there's one scene where this one guy has a bomb. He puts the bomb in the guy's pants, pushes him down the sewer. He blows up. Then there's another scene where uh, these two guys with machine guns are on top of Batman's car, right? On his Batmobile. He's going. He's making them ride throughout this whole the Gotham City, and then there's also this other clown who's blowing fire into the store. Batman hits on brakes. The two clowns that's on the car goes plowing into the store. They die. Then you see another part where the Batmobile lifts up, turns around, and then lights the clown that's blowing fire. Lights him on fire. That clown is dead. Then there's a part where Selena goes on ahead. He goes, "Oh, uh, there's also." Another part, too, where basically Selena's on top of the building. And she goes, oh, excuse me, girl talk. And it's actually the girl who's supposed to be lighting the uh, Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. And, of course, there's a frame. it's a frame job. Because her and Penguin, for God, ungodly reason, they actually came up, which doesn't even make sense. Uh, they went on ahead and framed Batman because of the bats. And she winds up falling off the, off the thing. Batman could have saved her, but he didn't. He just lets her fall. So <laughs> he killed her. So there's a total of six deaths because of Batman. There's 126 deaths uh, that piles up into this whole entire movie, though, too. Hmm. Are you the Charlie Day from Sunny Philly with the conspiracy theories? Like, look on the wall? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was... <laughs> Let's like, go to the body count. It seems like it's like, oh yeah, like Batman flew them off the car while the building blew up. So technically, the the deaths on Batman. No, not really. It's on the guy that blew up the building. The guy that was shot the fire. Well, yeah, that's because he was standing right there. I want to no, he, no, 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 no. That was intentional. I'm telling you, that was intentional because you know how I know. He lifts the car wrap, turns it around, and then. The clown is still standing there, and he knows the clown is there. You can see it in his eyes. The clown is still there. Oh, and he lights him on fire. Yeah, he's the, in the way. The clown's going to throw stuff at him. It's like, from behind Charlie? Yeah, he's in the way, John. But, <laughs> I, I mean, the, like, the guy who knew what Eddie, and then that, the girl's death, not necessarily. That's not on yeah. him. I, I would say her. She should have called out of work. Yeah, Selena technically killed her. <laughs> It wasn't Batman. Batman did everything he could to try to save her. It's just he, yeah. he got tumbled up. Yeah, she was um, stupid. Yeah, she was ditzy. Yeah. Like, she was like, I guess I mean, I'm okay. Like, and then she, like, on ledge. she decided to stand on the ledge. Yeah. And could, totally. Or she believed her. She was so dumb. She's like, oh, yeah, you're a town agent. Oh, cool. I, I want to get by by my good looks. Like, yeah, really? No, that, that's technically on her. But yeah. John, you need help, man. <laughs> you know, I need help. <laughs> you're just you're you're all, you know, giddy about 126 deaths in this movie. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> I, I didn't see any of that. I'm like, we must have watched two different movies because all I saw was boring. <laughs> no, you fell asleep. That's what you did. Uh, I saw that. I, I didn't fall asleep. I stayed up. I watched the whole film. I uh -huh. literally watched it and I was like, all right, can we wrap this up? 
Like, seriously, it's like, it, it, this was two hours too long. This could have been at least an hour and 40 minutes, like, easily. And it would have been, like, and it would have been, like, that much better. And then get it, not much. Because mm-hmm. it wouldn't, like, the, the shorter runtime, yeah, it would have bumped up my review, like, maybe, like, a, a decimal point. Mm-hmm. But, wow. I mean, I, but it's like this, I, I, I watched this whole thing. This is boring. It's like, uh-huh. you wrap this up, seriously. Like, I actually want to have fun. I cannot. <laughs> I had fun. To see what you think about Batman and Robin. Oh, don't worry, John. Already knows because I I have the this book called the Bad Movie Bible, and I want to make sure this is a one that's calculating all these bad movies. And it's like, and then the higher the rating in this book, mm-hmm. that means the more fun or cringy it is. Hence, like so, and the so bad it's good. Speaking of so which, bad it's bad. Uh, tell, a, tell the audience, John. Uh, tell the audience, Charlie, where you got your book. Oh, um, I think I got this on, I bought this on Amazon, okay. um, but you can get it at any bookstore in a sense. Awesome. Well, there's a section in here all about the Batman scale. And on the Batman scale, it shows yeah. you their ranking. Sorry if I can't. Ooh, I, can't I see Batman it. and Robin. Oof. Um, so you have Great. Good Batman, which is the I'm already movie. getting a headache just from looking at this, the meter already. You don't have Batman Returns on this list. You just no, have it's not, it's a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, that's why well, I'm not, not because they have good Batman, The Dark Knight. You oh. have somewhat okay. I think it's still in the good the good range for 1989, and you have the 1966 version, and then you get oh. Middling Batman, which is Batman Forever is in that range. Bad Batman, you have Batman versus Superman, so it must have been this is a pretty recent. And then, oh, yeah. and then you have oh, so cool. bad, it's good Batman, and it's Batman and Robin. Um, and oh, I'll go in more details when we uh, when we cover Batman and Robin. And John, I cannot, you're like, I cannot wait for that show. Yeah, you can't. You, you're, you're criticizing the movie already, but usually you're supposed to like. You're not. You're you're bashing the movie when you when you're like because I've already seen it. And and then, and then yet now now the whole movie lover snipe page is credited as saying tr- this movie is trash. That's it is. Everybody will agree with me. <laughs> Everybody will agree with me. This movie is bad. It's not just one subjective opinion. It's it's a matter of fact. This made people yeah, not even want to go see any more comic book movies. This is what canceled comic book movies. If it wasn't for Wesley Snipes showing up as Blade, there wouldn't have been no more comic book movies. That's what canceled the whole entire thing. So more like DC, more like, more like DC, because we don't know they're still making Marvel movies by around that time. I mean, Blade helped, but there's pretty sure there's some other. Another, stuff out actually, there. it was quiet on all ends. It was quiet even in the uh, in that time. There was no Mar- Marvel movies or anything like that coming up at that time. They were facing bankruptcy mm. and everything too. So they didn't start pumping up movies until like Daredevil, Hulk, and all that other stuff until like later on. Oh god, was, Hulk, yeah, that was terrible. Ooh. Yeah, that was a bad one. Was but bad. anyways, yeah. um, yeah. But going going back onto this, the death. So, no, we're not doing death. Oh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> there is a line in here that I didn't even notice until I had to rewind uh, the movie back again that I actually laughed at. Because remember when uh, they wind up with the Batmobile where Penguin's goons winds up taking the Batmobile apart and then trying to control it? Mm-hmm. He basically did VR before VR was cool, Penguin. But uh, but the thing that I that I had to laugh at was when Alfred tells, him, tells Bruce, he goes, yeah, we can't really uh, go ahead and put this in the shop because of security reasons. And then 
Bruce winds up talking smack to him because, yeah, security reasons. That explains why Vicky Vale showed up behind me uh, while I'm in the back cave because of security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he brought her there too, right? Right. But unconsciously, he brought her there. Then he brought her home. Remember, she winds up waking up. And then, of course, she, he winds up stealing her film. Oh, no, also, he dropped Alfred, some payloads in her drink. No, there's also a moment, too, where Alfred knew what he was doing. It was, like, towards the end of the movie where he intentionally brings Vicky down to the Batcave. That mm. was the one he was – that was the sequence he was talking about, not, like, yep. drugging her, sending her back. Right. This is towards oh, the okay. end of the movie where he goes, yeah, you brought her down there when I was working and she was behind me. Mm, Talk about security. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he drugged some women. But to me, this is the most Adam West kind of style of getting into the Batcave, if you think about it, because of the fact that you wind up seeing Bruce, he sticks his uh, hand into the fish tank, and then there's secret password that comes up, and it's the uh, nails... Basically, it's almost oh, the same yeah. prop as sleep as the Sleepy Sleep Hollow prop. Yeah, it is. And so he presses the button. All the uh, all the uh, bed of nails uh-huh. moves out of the way, and then he slides down like a slide. I love that scene and everything too. And I remember having the uh, that that set as an uh, that set piece thing as an action figure set piece. Huh. I actually had that. I didn't know that was an action figure. Yeah, they actually had the uh, Batcave and stuff like that, but I love that scene. And then him trying to sabotage uh, Penguin was a great scene for me, even though they they were basically being uh, practical jokers <laughs> in the mm-hmm. 90s <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with uh, basically uh, Alfred and uh, Bruce down in there playing the disc. Mm-hmm. And this is how meta it is, because there was actually a bat symbol on the uh cd where the cd is being played at yeah and then he did a turntables down and said chicka chicka yeah <laughs> john are you gonna blame the deaths that that batman caused while penguin is controlling it on batman or is that necessary that was penguin's penguin? fault oh okay i thought you were gonna blame batman for that one too no no that was penguin's fault with that because and this is another thing that makes me laugh about this film was how easy it was for Batman to smash his hand through the bottom of that car to get the tracker off there to where oh, he was. Yeah. It yeah. made me laugh on that. I mean, like, because at first I was like, oh, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, yeah, Batman's tough. He can rip through just about anything. I'm like, and then now that I know that he just glides and he doesn't have any powers, I'm like, yeah, you're just an average guy. Yeah, <laughs> but, I can't punch through my floorboard on my car. Me either. But I was just like, how tough is this Batmobile actually is? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, that Batmobile has security issues if they can come in and take it apart. I mean, he, exactly. his Batman in 1989 was more secure because he did the secure shields. He did, well, too. Yep. They, they, just, oh. they took away the shield. They must, have ha- they must have had the technology to unhack, unshield the Batmobile. That's literally how they got in. Mm. Batman locked it. They were somehow able to unlock, carjack it mm. and then lock it back. Wow. That's which is up. really ridiculous because they live in a sewer. How the heck do they have that technology? Then again, how can they get penguins and rockets on them? <laughs> that is awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the most awesome. That's where Dr. Evil came up with the concept of having lasers on the shark. shark. That's the most awesome thing <laughs> I ever seen. 
penguins with rockets on their back. Highlight of the movie for me. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but, you, but you know what else could be a highlight that could actually get everybody's day started off oh, in the right way and the right foot? Yeah. <laughs> Manscaped. All right. You know, it. even the penguin himself probably has a tough time shaving his balls, especially living down in the sewer. So you need to shave with the best of uh, the best, and that's Manscaped. And they just mm-hmm. launched their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 Manscaped, the leaders in, in male grooming, have done it again and making your grooming game the next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MovieLovesUnite. And get this I promise you this. I, I guarantee you that Selena would want to play with Bruce's balls if he winds up having a manscaped. So, you know, having your uh, package shaved with the right kind of gear, you need to have you need to be Batman and have that in his utility uh, belt at all times because you never know when something's going to arise in the Batcave. With the package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man, it was worth the wait. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Toner, Performance, Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. The trimmer is insane and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge somatic blade for reducing grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin safe technology, the lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor and new multi uh, function and off switch in uh, an engaged travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 LED spotlight on and off to allow Batman to show up perfectly on time for his date so he can shave his balls when needed for a more precise shave. Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too, which is also perfect for Penguin whenever he has to go into back into the sewers again. You thought you thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up, pop in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. The nose, ear, trim, and trimmer provides property skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes seal the deal with manscape liquid fun, uh, formulation the with their prop uh, preserver which i actually do recommend the uh the for that the ball deodorant is just as good before leaving the house and crop reviver ball toner for a mid-game ball check trust me when i say this fellas your balls will thank you manscape even threw in two free gifts for the performance 4.0 the manscape boxers in the shed travel bag, bring your comfort and boxers to another level. And get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this year, this past year, and treat them with the best tools for the job with Manscaped. And let's get back on on target with... <laughs> he does, let's go on ahead. He can't hold a Manscaped, Charlie. I mean, he has like, like this is. That's why he has right? Max. And he has Max he, to hold. He <laughs> no, has, Max like, trade him. Like, he could like use his thumb, right? Like this is, and then he can do this, right? No, he 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 he'd have no grip, and he cut his own balls off. You see, again, that's he, why he needs a. 
Manscaped. So he doesn't have the Manscaped. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. If he was alive, then maybe Catwoman would have slept with him. If he had sleep with him, that's not happening. Yeah, you right. She literally saw him eating. Like she was gonna, he threatened to eat one of her cats, or or he's gonna eat. Because his balls wasn't shaved for the best. She put the bird in her mouth. That's another thing I wanted to talk about, though. Too was the fact that how unkid friendly this actually is. Because oh, there's the pussy that I've been waiting for. I'm like, what? My parents took me to go see this. Yeah, and then he was talking to that campaign manager, and he was like, oh, "I like to feel her void." I was like, "Oh, what? <laughs> gosh!" And then I think, I think Max said, if he was mayor, he could get all the poutine he wanted. Yeah, he said that, and I was like, "Okay." So that was the, that was the thing that made him mayor, and and also. He was the great politician, I'll be honest, because he was groping women before these other politicians decided to grope women. <laughs> How can he grope them, though? He'll be cutting stuff he, off, he was, he was putting a button on the woman, and he was taking oh, yeah. time. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah he's like kind of groping her, and she was like... Mm. I mean, the Christopher Walken character was originally supposed to be the Two-Face character. It was supposed oh, to be Harvey Dent. No what? way. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be that character, like the the Max character. They had to come up with that on the fly because it was going to be for the. Like, it was really going to be Harvey Dent was going to be that kind of a role in a wow. sense. Wow, wow. I can see Walken playing um two. He, he was never playing Harvey Dent. It was going to be for uh Colt Forty Five. Was supposed to continue on. It's like Code Forty Five. All I can think is that Afro Man song, Code Forty Five, and two zigzags. Maybe that's all we need. No, like that's that was the iconic. Yeah, we know, right, right, right. Yeah, Code Forty Five. Because like, you never know when your wife's like your your wife's friend might be over Code Forty Five. I, I, I right. listen to that ad like all the time. But that was originally supposed to be the Harvey Dent character it was supposed to play in a sense that. Hmm. Interesting. But, I didn't know that part. That's pretty. Me either. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I think it's um, even though Harvey Dent wasn't in it and else he was supposed to be in it, the way that they created the character Max was pretty cool because he was too a corrupt politician. And like I said, I think all the Batman movies, they address some underlying problem in society. You know, like, well, even in the comics, they do that too. Yeah. But... Like the penguin has a deformity. And they're giving their child where they're basically just throwing their child away because it has a deformity. Um, and then he's trying to find his parents. I know that Batman is all the way in the movie, but he's trying to find his parents. And <clears throat> he's playing on the public, um, their heartstrings. Even Bruce was like, oh, I hope he finds his parents. I was like, Bruce, wake up. You should know that something <laughs> suspicious is going on. I he didn't care. What I don't get is, you see a guy come up from the sewer, and, and the clown jumps down into the sewer, and pull, and then here he comes, li- levitating himself out of the sewer. Oh, I hope he finds his son, his his uh, parents. I'm like, Bruce, wake, wake up. You need some Folgers in your life or something, dude, because you this is the... the Joker. Come on, now. What happened? Like, he didn't care. Like again, my, like I said, Mike Keen was just running the motions. Like he was like done. I mean, he got paid ten million to just do that because because Tim Burton says he earned it. 
That was how he got back because he did. I think Tim Burton brought him back because you did a good job. You can come back. That that's right. pretty much because yeah, that's how much he got. Mike King got paid ten million because right. he because Tim Burton said he earned it. Apparently, nobody else earned it to come back. I I guess I would. I guess we were asked why why didn't Batman get enough um, playtime in this film? Why did they write it that way? Uh, whoever is the writer, why did they? Why couldn't they balance out three characters? I think it goes to the motions of having too many characters on screen at that mm-hmm. time and not how to, not knowing how to balance it out. Mm-hmm. I never noticed that there was less time until Charlie brought it up. Yeah, I didn't I, either. Yeah, because I always thought that there was enough screen time <laughs> with everything. To be honest with you, this is more of the detective kind of aspect to it versus the Batman aspect to it. And more of lines of a political uh, drama kind of way of mm-hmm. doing a Batman movie because it is very political, like you mentioned to me. And I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad that you brought it to my attention as well because I thought was thinking of the same thing. But after he winds up snapping at everybody, and then he's like, "You know what? Screw this! I don't want to do this anymore." And you have people throwing uh, fruit at vegetables at him and all that yeah. stuff. And then next thing you know, he winds up shooting at the crowd, and he goes. Uh, back into the store where he is actually from, and then he decides he's going to kidnap all the politicians' uh, kids. First and and yeah. that's also too where the body count comes from too with oh, cool. Penguin. This this is from Penguin. This is not okay. from Batman. This is from Penguin. Okay, where the hundred twenty six comes from is because of the fact with all those people that are dancing and Bruce is about to walk away and trying to calm Selena down, which is that's another part that I liked in this film. It's like. Do not cross down this path that you're going to go on, Selena. Let's talk about this. So he's as he's walking away, the dance floor winds up exploding. And then also, too, you also have people that died while they were dancing. The mm. super freak. I don't think 126 people died from just from that. <laughs> like there is There's a body that, count. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think there might have been, they might have been like exaggerating a lot because that dance floor sequence not many people were close to the center anyway, and there's that. It's all about the gra- the gravity and the inertia and all that kinds of stuff. There's no way the explosion would have like just like killed everybody in that room because Bruce got up, he was fine. Selena got up, was fine. There's other people there like they were just there on the ground because they're just plain dead or not. And they weren't even dead. <laughs> <Plain they're probably laughs> trying to, like trying to get out of the situation. I don't know. Like like it's called reading the room. Maybe I don't know. Like, there's no way 126 people just died. Just, like, or a majority of the people died from just that. Because why would why would they die that way? Because the penguin's gonna like try to like he wants them to pay. Okay, you're gonna t- you're gonna take their kid, and then you're gonna kill the parents. That's another really? thing, though. Too, we see all these kids being kidnapped, but really, it wasn't that many politicians that he actually stole from. I. Don't understand why he just didn't kidnap the kids first and take them to his lair and then appear at the party and say, I took your kids. That way, Batman wouldn't have known he where. Wasn't that smart. Okay, got it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the penguin, is just like, the penguin didn't really think things out. Like when he was expecting that all the penguins to all, like, oh, yeah, they're all going to Central. Wait, what do you mean they're turning away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he he had no backup plan. Like he mm-hmm. didn't like he thought he was the smartest guy in the room, but he was kind of the idiot in the room. Well, I I will say there 
that <clears throat> like I don't know if Nolan took inspiration from Batman Returns, but the scene that so Selena and Bruce in um gosh, um it's not Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. No, Dark Knight Rises. That that's the same scene as Batman Returns. That whole dance sequence that they're going through in the mask party. I don't know if he took inspiration from that. But I think it's more the, fitting. The earlier Batman films still seem influential to this day. Right. I can definitely see aspects of Nolan using that dance floor scene. So, and it also fits in with Selena's character and also with Bruce's character, though, too, using the masquerade kind of deal. Yeah. You see. I, I don't know what the new Batman film would take from the previous Batman films, uh, but they, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm going to watch it and see um, how it's going to go, but I'm not too keen on this Catwoman design. I mean, she pretty much has a bodysuit on and a ski mask and some long nails. <laughs> and That's about all I various saw. Disguises, but then again, it's, it's she's pretty recognizable. We're like, okay, yeah. Oh, I just got a wig on. Yeah. She's Ooh, still pretty recognizable. Like, I, I got a mustache. that's that's a better uh way of actually using that charlie but but to me the whole entire thing where they're controlling the penguins and stuff like that made me laugh because i couldn't help but think of dr evil and frown whenever uh she's doing the countdown and the girls over there doing the countdown with the penguins, and I'm like, oh, I can think it's like a Doctor Evil uh, bit for some reason. Whenever I see that now, yeah, but yeah. maybe they took they may- that film too. Who knows? <laughs> I can. But, see that. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 Tamika. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was just gonna say, um, I can see more and more aspects of uh, Burton's um, earlier works coming into play, like the. Um, his ideas for Batman Returns, like you said, are in Sleepy Hollow now. Or, gosh, yeah. did this come out before Nightmare Before Christmas? I think that it came out in like a 93 or 94. Well, sort of around the same time. Like, I, I can see aspects that he tried out in Batman Returns and that he's using for his um, films afterwards. Like I, could, I can I even could, see hence a Beetlejuice in it. Too. Yeah, yeah, and even the the music Zoom. that he uses, like that's so, that sounds like Nightmare Before Christmas. It's Danny Elfman, so yeah, he he used music I think from Nightmare Before Christmas for Danny Elfman, and Danny Elfman did a lot of work in those days, and I love Danny Elfman's scoring. When it comes down to scores and everything in the '90s and stuff like that, he even did uh, the Men in Black. Uh, scoring. He did a bunch of other stuff though too. And there's also something else I didn't realize that Danny Elfman did and was that was the scoring for the Michael J. Fox movie, The Frighteners, which was directed by Peter Jackson. Really? I didn't know Peter Jackson directed that. Yep. Interesting. Oh. oh. But yeah, back to the film. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the... What did you think of the bat boat that they had in the sewer though? 
It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the toy. I the toy like, was better. <laughs> I just like the Batmobile itself. I, I didn't really care about the, the boat or anything else. Uh, the end scene, it still creeps me out to this day where Selena, where he, uh, Max shoots Selena. And I'm like, shouldn't she be dead by now? I know she doesn't have a bulletproof vest on underneath all that leather. She does have nine lives, but. Okay. Well, I guess her craziness can't kill her. You know, she it's, it's keeping her alive. And she gets this stun gun and she's like, give me a kiss. And he's electrocuted. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like, that still freaks me out to this day. To be honest with you, Tamika, I didn't realize that she did that. Because as a kid, I I don't realize what's going on. I'm a kid. Uh-huh. But I'm like an eight-year-old kid, nine-year-old kid watching Batman Returns, right? So I'm thinking, okay, so they kissed or whatever. And then it didn't dawn on me until I watched it now. Mm-hmm. She she fried his ass with oh, yeah. the taser and also to electrocuting him the other way with the generator. In her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. And also, too, uh, like I said, she also refers to her as a cat. So therefore, cats have nine lives. She still had more. And even she acknowledges the fact that she has more lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the countdown of who killed her and things like that. Yeah, and this is like the cave of secrets being revealed because she's revealed and Max is like, Selena, that's you? And then, you know, Batman, for some reason, he takes his, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> he takes his, yeah, he rips it off. This suit he, sucks. I gotta admit, I'm gonna say what I'm saying. This suit sucks. Like, it really, it, it, it's not that one of the reasons. That was bad. It was poorly designed. Like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna rip it off. It rips off like that. I'm like, why didn't anybody do this earlier? If you wanted to, to beat up Batman, just rip his mask off. It's so easy. It it cuts through like butter. That's essentially how much the the bat cow does. And it's like, that's why I mean I pre- that's why yeah, I appreciate the the later suits because they're not as yeah, the later suits are a lot more realistic. I'm sure the actors appreciate them too because that was a lot of heavy rubber they were dealing with. Well, even Bell Kimber said it was a hell to try and use the bathroom yeah. in the Batman suit. Yeah, he was uncomfortable with it. And then the just the 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 you can't turn your neck. They yeah. all had to turn their bodies. And I can see in the later suits that it's more functional. Maybe they can turn their necks. I'm pretty sure it it probably shrinks when you're in water. I'm surprised the suit didn't shrink while like while kill like while Mike Keane was in the water situation. Like how's that suit not shrinking because that one would get so like it, it, it I'm, I'm surprised he can even breathe that thing looks like that thing looked like cheap plastic it could have been another reason he didn't want to do it anymore it was very difficult just being in that suit i didn't think about that hours he didn't he just didn't seem interested in it honestly and maybe that's why they didn't have him in it that yeah, long but i don't that know but be one too yeah like if i'm if i'm him yeah you throw 10 million dollars at me but also, I had to get back in this suit, and um, it's long shooting hours, and uh, maybe I can't go to the bathroom. And then you're shooting that scene in the water, and it's wet, and it's probably cold down there, or on the set. Maybe that could be some aspect too. I, I don't know. I have to. I, it would be interesting to read what why Michael Keaton didn't want to come back. Well, I I know you told me, but if there's another reason or what his 
experience was now with doing Batman Returns or Batman. I think now the reason why they want to do it is because he had a chance to actually step away from the character for a while. And also, too, now the bat cow might not even be that uncomfortable compared to where it was before. Mm-hmm. So that might be another thing, too. Mm-hmm. That That's looks like speculating. I'm sorry. Yeah, it may look like the same suit, but they could have actually did something to where he could move around in it better, had a better, better way of actually moving around emotionally. Yeah, I I. I know this is off topic just a little bit, but it's within the Batman wheelhouse. But um, yeah, I I think Affleck should have got a film. Yeah, yeah. It, not wussy, not wussy. He should have got a film before. I, I kind of agree with Charlie a little bit. He should have got a film um, uh, before they jumped to the Flash and had fifty different Batmans. Like I, I kind of like that concept that Charlie was talking about with James Bond, you know, maybe like a, maybe like you know, two or three films, everybody gets one, but Affleck never got one. No, he never and got that's a one solo film. He was and you see, that's what made me excited for Ben to be Batman and everything because him and Joe Magnello were going to go ahead and go at it, have a face off basically between him and Deathstroke. They're mm. basically almost close to the same height opposed to reach. And I wanted to see that battle. And I'm like, okay. And this is me just being a comic book nerd and stuff like that too. I'm like, okay. So they casted a new, uh, I'm still having held out hopes that Ben will still be Batman at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So they they picked Robert Perhattis. Okay. I got that. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe Deathstroke winds up killing Batman and uh, killing Bruce to the point where he actually has to go into, uh, what's that? Go on it. What, what's that? Uh, the guy's name from the Raza Ghoul. Where he has to go see Raza Ghoul. The uh, Lazarus Pit. Go into the Lazarus Pit. It winds up when he winds up turning him back to being young. We wind up seeing that version of him being young through Robert Pattinson's eye. Versus, and that's what I thought. He was on his way of being dead mm-hmm. to the point where he had no choice to go to the Lazarus Pit to be healed by Ra's al Ghul. And now that's actually a good transformation of, okay, Ben is no longer Batman. Robert Pattinson is now the Batman. Mm. Yeah. Or I always picture Ben as the oldest, grumpier Batman, like the Dark Knight comic series. Yep. He's sick of everybody, and he's willing to actually kill people. I always they did take from that. In, yeah, I always thought of being in, in that aspect of Batman. Definitely. Like, this is his later stage into coming out of retirement. Um, there's one other thing I want to mention before we, th- before we end it. What did you guys think of the tech that Penguin used for his umbrellas and stuff like that, because I know that's like a throwback to the 1960s flavor of Penguin, with using different umbrellas for different things and the way that he used things, which I thought that was really interesting of having uh, one that can actually uh, propel that, you know, use it as a helicopter to hover over the city and escape. I love that whole entire Inspector Gadget kind of feel to it. What about you, though? Uh, Charlie's over it. But really. yeah, I, um, 
I, I mean, I've seen it before, and it was like, because yeah. I know they, they, they used that in the, the old show called The Avengers, not anything related to the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but The Avengers in itself. Horrible movie adaptation, by the way. But it's essentially the using the umbrella, and it's like, okay, it's kind of cool, but I mean, it realistically, it, there's no way an umbrella would be able to like take, because like, I'm surprised nobody asked about what's your, like, how much do you weigh? I'm surprised that wasn't asked. Like, <laughs> Penguin, Penguin gave it to Catwoman when, and she was sucked up. I'm like, there's no way that umbrella would even go that far at all. So I was like, like, I don't know. I just, it didn't, like, again, I was just ready for the movie to be over. Suspension of belief, really. That, um, but all his gadgets, they, they work for him, you know, because that's, he can't fight. I mean, he can bite somebody's nose off, yeah. as we saw, but he can't really fight. So those are his I, weapons of choice. I mean, I'm surprised the umbrella was able to hold his weight. I thought the umbrella would immediately. It's a suspension of belief, Charlie. <laughs> We're but, supposed to believe and use our imagination and go, oh, goodness. <laughs> sure, at the time, and that's fine. Like at the yeah, time, it worked, but I think yes. for me, it just. How many years later? I was like, uh, it's 23 years later, or like however yeah. long since this came out in 92. Goodness, no, I think it's actually 30. Yeah, yeah, no, like 30 years. It, I think for me, it just doesn't hold, uh-huh. it, it, it doesn't hold up. And it's just like, I mean, that suspension of belief, sure. But if I like again, this was the, this movie came out the year I was born, uh-huh. so I, I didn't even know all of this. Maybe if I'd watched this before that one, sure. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not really. Gotcha. Just, I mean, it's a, like the gadgets. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Oh, go ahead. There's another thing I want to mention too. Is okay. So you, he's running for mayor, right? Mm-hmm. He bites somebody nose off. Nobody says. Um, I don't think he should be running. No, nobody says anything about him. Uh, you know, Max. Uh, we need to talk about your boy. Uh, the... at least on drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's politics. <laughs> They're like, oh well. I mean, Such they were like, drugs. they were like, oh. But then, who's gonna speak against Max? Or, or they're gonna be in that river like his coworker that that's on extended leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I'm surprised. Like, everybody's just they're so high on something. And he's like, yeah. Okay, it's just, it's okay. He missed his pa- he lost his parents. So it's okay that he bit the guy's nose off. It's yeah, perfectly fine. Like, yeah, no, yeah. no, it isn't. Like, work. Yeah, and some people probably said this is politics. I'm like, look at all those like there's like I mean he's he's a sexual pervert. And I mean, yeah. look at all this like how he's able to get away with all that kinds of stuff. And yet, uh, well, in, a, in, a, in a circus group, it was living in the attic, like literally. Well, there are sexual perverts who are politicians now, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. you're yeah. telling me that. Well, well, it's not any suspension of belief on that. No, definitely not. But, I, yeah. Sorry to make it going ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I, I was just gonna, I was gonna give some credit to Charlie because I, I guess uh, with Nolan's Batman, like you said, it's, it's more realistic and there's, the weapons are functional. But like I think he used military weaponry, right? Yep. And you can kind of see that now. You can you can say, Oh, you can imagine 
um, anyone being in those type of taints. So I, I was going to give credit to Charlie. <laughs> that I, mean, I understand, like, if I didn't, if I, I'm trying to get in Charlie's mind, I understand if I, if I just saw Nolan and I'm like, oh, okay, Batman seems more real to me. Like he's using more realistic weapons instead of an umbrella or something like that. So like I said, it's a generational thing, mm -hmm. but I was just going to give you credit. <laughs> Thank you. But I just yeah. need the realism. This really sits because it deals with a lot of stuff. What's going on in this, everything just feels like it's like, it's scary, not campy. It's not cartoony. Like I mean that 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 flying vehicle that he had the 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 the, the bat thing the uh, I forgot the name of it the batwing or whatever it was mm -hmm. that thing looked the whisperer or whatever the heck it's called that thing was cool looking because and it, and not everything had to be the shape of the bat and not uh, of the bat because mm -hmm. it's like oh look it's a bat yeah it's Batman it's like it's not as too it's not obvious it's not in your face it's like it, it like I mean the tank who would have fought at the tank was the Batmobile. It's not. And then and then how the Batmobile turned into the bat the, 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 the motorcycle. That thing was that that's how that happened. It all it wasn't like oh random oh yeah he randomly had it. No. He transformed into it. And I thought that was really cool. And it was like he he went with it kind of like well I mean Michael Keane when he destroyed his Batmobile when the Batmobile was like oh we gotta get it fixed. He doesn't improvise, and that, that that's what I appreciate with the Nolans. Or he's able to make when the Batmobile is destroyed, he he turn it turns right into the motorcycle, and how that how simple simplicity that is, how he works with it. He's like the he's like MacGyver in a sense. Mm, he, gotcha. he works with that, and this one is like the the, the Michael Keane's one's like it's broken. Yeah, you know, we gotta get it fixed. Whatever. Like, and it's like he's like he's like he's like flamboyant. I'm like. No, you use what you got. You adjust. Mm. That's why it, the, the realism like, for me. I see that. an evolution of Bruce, though. Yeah, like there's Bruce Wayne, the billionaire, and like you said, Bruce Wayne, something's broke. I'm gonna get something else. You right. know, um, there. But Bruce Wayne in Nolan's universe is still the Playboy billionaire, but he's more hands-on, I guess. He buys it. He he's more flamboyant with the money. While Michael Keenan just like sitting in his, he just he just he's like he's like the pre-COVID version of Batman. Like he's the COVID <laughs> version. Oh all my he god! Does, oh, he doesn't sit at no. home. He doesn't like leaving. He just likes to sit at home. Yeah, while but the ladies come to him though. See, not really. I mean, the only time he's like because he's when he's out when he has to be out there. He's like, oh, I have a meeting. I'm like, ugh. Like, but it just seems this I one. I feel he's, the he's, same he's, way. I'm like, ew, a meeting, gross. Like he's he's like he's, co he's this COVID version of Batman, and that's what essentially what because he just stays at home all the time. And I the appreciate other, the other him Batman, a lot they're more. out in public. I appreciate him a lot more for being the COVID version of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bad case. So I can sit in it. Like Alfred's like. I mean, the only consistency out of the, all of these the, these 90 or 80, 90 Batmans is the uh -huh. guy that plays Alfred. It's the same guy in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would like this to say the only consistency I, out of all of this. I would want a Batcave in these COVID times so Me I too. could be COVID Batman. COVID Batgirl. Batwoman. Sure, whatever. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, that's going to be it as far as the show goes and everything. Uh, Tamika, where can everybody follow you at and everything? I know that you have a show coming up on Friday. Yes, we have a show coming up on Friday. Uh, I think we're going to do a review of a documentary on Black Wall Street. For oh, you're not joining Street. us for Batman and Robin on Friday? Uh, no. I'm actually going to... Uh, how about we change that to Monday for Batman and Robin? Because I want Tamika to be here for that. Okay. Is that Finish okay with you, Charlie? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Just want to make right. sure. No, no, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. So uh, Friday, we're doing a, a review of Black History documentary, uh, Black Wall Street. And my podcast is Two Blurred Girls Podcast. And my um better half is Tamara. <laughs> so uh, we're doing that. And uh, the Friday after, we're going to go back and try to get through Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We're not doing all 64 episodes because that's our whole season. <laughs> but we're going to try to get through as much as we can. Uh, but yeah, it's Two Blurred Girls. We're on Facebook and under Two Blurred Girls. We're also on um, Twitter at Blurred Two Girls. We're on Instagram, uh, Two Blurred Girls underscore podcast. And we're on Twitter as well. And we also have an audio podcast on Apple. We're on um, iHeartRadio, um, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, Good Pods, and many more. So check us out and subscribe. All right, and everybody, you guys can go on here and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook and on Instagram and on Pinterest underneath the same brand name. Of course, you guys can go on here and get yourself an audio-only podcast episode of many shows that we do here at Movie Lovers Tonight, where you guys get your major podcasts from. Go over to Good Pods, check us out over there, rate individual episodes. It's like social media for podcasters. If you're a podcaster yourself and want to go ahead and listen to individual episodes, rate us and talk to us, go ahead, do that. Tamika's on there, like she mentioned, and also too. You're, if you would like to go on ahead, and we understand that you might be living underneath the back cave being uh, with COVID and everything, and we understand that maybe you might not be able to afford anything, but that's okay. But if you choose to do so, go on ahead, donate 5 to $10 to us. How do you do that? You just go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and donate 5 to $10 over there. Of course, just clicking on the like button and subscribe button and commenting below also helps us as well. And also to smashing that bell in the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming on. That's how you guys can go ahead and find out about that. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead, follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit on TikTok, Movie Lovers Unit Zero, and then Movie Lovers Unit, of course, on Twitter. And then if you want to reach out to me, I would like to be a sponsor or want to be on the show, all you have to do is reach out to me at movieloversunite.gmail.com, and that's everywhere you can reach me at. Thank you so much, Tamika. I do appreciate you talking um, Batman and Batman Returns. And then tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, we're doing Batman forever. Yay! So, Yay! Finally, good Batman. <laughs> it's, it's it's metal Batman. It's it's fine, but it's it's it's, it it's okay. Cool. More entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, always until next time. It's been real. It's been fun. Stay safe out there, and bye bye. <laughs>